0: Again, thanks for joining us, whether you're here in the room or online. Um, We're glad you're here. Um, So this morning we are kicking off a new series, a four-week series called Red Letters. Um, In previous weeks, Derek has taken us um, through God's epic story, kind of through the entirety of scripture. and the bigger picture so now today and for this series we are kind of going to hone in on some of jesus words um, which also echo through eternity this word made flesh offers healing and hope power and peace his words are freeing and empowering They're words that would change the world and have an eternal effect these are the red letters and for this morning we're going to be looking at a passage in Matthew. Hannah's gonna read for
1: us. So the passage that we kind of reflected on this week was Matthew seven, one through five, and it said, do not judge or you will to be judged. For in the way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye? When all the time there is a plank in your own eye you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye
0: Thank you let's pray Lord thank you for these words um, that you spoke many years ago and thank you um, for the impact that they continue to have pray that we would have open hearts and minds um, and god that your words may may be heard we ask these in jesus name amen so i really want to thank you girls for your work in preparing for this we've gotten to meet a couple times and it's just been a really good fun experience um, for me and i'm excited for you all to hear what they have to share as well um so I have some questions that we're kind of going to go through. But first, if you want to say who you are and your grade or school. Yeah, um, well, I'm Amber Schenck, um,
2: and I know most of you. But um, if I haven't met you yet, I hope to meet you soon. Um, I go to Hempfield High School, and I'm a freshman.
1: Um, I'm Hannah Killeffer. I also go to Hempfield High School, and I am a
0: sophomore. So our first question: um, How have these words, um, this passage in, in Matthew, how have these words from Jesus um, impacted your own lives?
2: Um, yeah, what comes to mind just by reading the first couple of verses is the saying, "Treat others the way you want to be treated." Um, I heard this a lot growing up. Something my parents have said, um, teachers at school have said, I've heard at the church, um, and you know, I never really thought about what that meant, and it was pretty self-explanatory, treat others the way you want to be treated, but I um, tend to turn that around a little bit and use it in a different way, and when I'd get in an argument, normally it would be with my sister, um, I would say, well, she said something to me, so I said something back, Um, and I would say, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated, but, you know, I took that step, and instead of, you know, looking at myself and what, I did wrong. I looked, you know, at that person and judged them for what they did, and it gave me the right to judge them back, which it wasn't. Um, And, you know, I really started to focus that, you know, on all that they did wrong, and I just ignored the fact that I messed up and I'm human, and so are they. Um, And so, yeah, just using that excuse to judge was definitely something that came to mind because that was definitely something that stuck out to me.
1: Thank you. I know in my life, there's been a real struggle just walking down the halls at school because I've had people laugh at me, and in one instance, a group of girls literally conjoined arms and shot me backwards when I was walking around campus, which makes it all the more hard not to lash out and say things in the heat of the moment. In situations like these, I believe they are the trials and tribulations that God puts in our lives Because I do want to judge them, sometimes I do it anyway, but in my head, saying neat things about them and giving them exactly what they gave to me feels right and just, when in reality, all it does is lower me down to their level. And going along with the passage in Matthew, it—wait a minute, sorry— It makes me just as bad as they are, and it gives them room to judge me. But if I show kindness, and as my mom has told me numerous times, kill them with kindness, (laughs) no matter how many times I roll my eyes, her and my dad are often right. Matthew 7-2 says, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you.
2: Yeah, um, these verses really challenge me to think about you know, what I think and say about people. Um, Even if I don't say it, sometimes I think it. Um, It's so easy to say these comments about people and make these judgments based on the way they look or dress or just, you know, the way I see them at that first glance. Um, And at school, me and Hannah have over five times in a day where from freshmen to seniors, so four grades, um, are walking around and Keep in mind, there's a little over 2,000 kids in my school, so I see someone new every day. And so, you know, seeing them, I can make this judgment based on the way that they look, even though I've never met them, I don't know their past, I don't know their story. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of room in society to be different. I'm not saying different's a bad thing, but it makes it a lot easier to judge sometimes because society tells us that you have to have this certain amount of followers, or you have to have this certain amount of friends, or you have to act a certain way or look a certain way to be, you know, perfect. Um, And you know, so not only do we judge others based on those things, because of those expectations that society gives us, we start to judge ourselves. Um, We start to, you know, not feel accepted, or we start not to feel good enough. So not only do we judge others based on those things, we, you know, we start to compare ourselves. Um, and then we start, you know, to say these negative comments that you know bring us down, and that's where jealousy comes into play. Um, you know, you're saying I'm not pretty enough because look how perfect their life is, um, because you know they put that front out on, at school or at work or at so, on social media. Um, and in John seven twenty four, Jesus is being rebuked for healing on the Sabbath, and he says, "Stop judging by mere appearance, but instead look beneath the surface." So you can judge correctly. I'm going to say that again. But look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. And it's, um, it's important to remember God still loves you, even though you're not perfect. Because no one's perfect. Um, and in John 3:17, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he says, God sent his son into this world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. You know, that's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins, so we wouldn't have to pay for our mistakes. You know, for our sins... Um, and that just comes back to judgment, you know, maybe, you know, these people that we see don't have the best home life or they're going through something, um, you know, but they put this, you know, act on, they put this perfect reality that isn't true, um, and, you know, that's something I'm working on myself is to, you know, not just look at this human being made by God, um, and judge them because, you know, I see their flaws because they're not perfect, um but just you know, remembering that I'm not perfect either, and none of us ever will be, and that's okay, because
0: God still loves us and cares for us. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I've definitely dealt with some of what you're talking about in, our own li- in my own life, and I think we all have um, to some degree, uh, making those quick assumptions about someone just by um, a certain, something they're wearing, or one action that we've seen one part of their life know what's happening. <laughs> um, but it, it is really humbling, especially when we keep in mind, for example, like, if I have that jealousy, my, my sin of jealousy, even though it's harmless from the outside, um, is not much different from any other sins or from someone else's sins. I feel like I'm, like,
2: floating. Is it your mic,
0: baby? Is it mine? Oh. Maybe just... Is that better? Oh. No? Am I too close? It's off. Okay. Um, yeah, so something that might seem harmless is um, separates us from God. Sin separates us from God um, just the same as it does for someone else. So if we're flipping the mirror um, and let's think about now, how, how would you handle someone you're close with saying to you, you know, I feel offended or, or judged by you.
1: So I can relate to this pretty well just because of things that have happened in my life recently. So my parents and me have been having a lot of conversations about this. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's just been going into this situation and realizing that their feelings are real and you can't negate their feelings and say, oh, she's just saying that because she doesn't like me, or she's just saying that because I'm better at the sport than she has ever been. But you just have to realize that you can't change their feelings, and that is like genuinely how they will feel. And you have to find a way to humble yourself and just listen to what they have to say because if you just keep sitting on your high horse and saying, oh, it's not my fault, it's not my fault, you're not going to get anywhere in that relationship with them, and it's just going to go off on a very bad road. But there was, for me, recently a situation that put a big brick in my friendship, and I had to sit down and have a conversation with my friend and her parents, and me and my parents. And we really just sat and listened, to what she was feeling. And I had to realize that I was in the wrong. And as much as it wasn't easy for me, I had to just accept the fact that I was in the wrong. And we needed to find a way to make her feel like I cared for her and to validate her feelings. So in these situations for me, it's just been realizing that when someone else is the victim, you need to find a way that you can find common ground and make them feel cared for and validate their feelings.
2: That's definitely a tough question, I think. Um, Asking questions to clarify, asking opinions, um, you know, is important. I think when you're in a conversation um, Um, where, you know, the emotions are pretty high, um, you can tend to take, um, you know, these judgments um, very personally and you can get very defensive. Um, So I think to, you know, ask questions instead of, like, you know, why did you do this, instead of you did something wrong, and calling them out for their sins, because we wouldn't like someone calling out ourselves for our sins. Um, You know, all sins being equal separates us from God, and like in the passage, this is really about removing the plank in our own eye before trying to remove the speck in others.
0: I really appreciate both of you sharing. Um, and these are some vulnerable topics. So um, it's all really, really good and helpful. Um, and as we were preparing, we talked, as we were talking along these lines, we sort of talked of, of the difference between um, discernment and judgment. Um, so I think sometimes we can be really quick to, to say, I, I feel judged by you, or, or I'm offended, or we might be quick to blame. Um, when, in reality, if, if someone, is, someone close to us is coming to us um, with the truth in love, um, maybe this is more of a tough love situation, and it might be conviction that we're feeling. Um, so this is a—it's it's hard to, to discern, but I think with um, listening for Holy Spirit's leading, um, we can know the difference between, like, what's, what's a hard-to-hear truth um, and what's just cold judgment— um, we can think, is, is this person being aware of their own log in their eye and speaking from experience and, and coming again with, with the truth and love, or, or is it just someone that we really can just take with a grain of salt and um, because they're not in our lives, they don't know, our, um, you know the deep things about us. So that was something we talked a little bit about. And again, we can remind ourselves, whichever side of judgment we're on, that we all do fall short of God's glorious standard, and we will one day be judged by the true, the one true judge, um, with the measure, as we saw in our passage, with the measure that we have judged others.
2: Yeah, um, when you were uh, talking about, you know, how we all sin and we all make um, mistakes, the story in John. Um, where is the woman and Jesus, and um, you know, Jesus says, whoever is without sin um, may cast the first stone, comes to mind, um, and that's in First John, so I'm just going to read that. Um, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, This woman was caught in adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stood down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then skipping down to verse 10, it says, Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Did even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, Neither do I go and sin no more
0: so this is um just another good picture of of jesus perfectly loving and grace-filled words he says i don't condemn you but also he calls her out of her sin um, to keep what's separating her from him um, to take care of that to make it right this is a really good takeaway from these passages Um, So I'm wondering what else has stood out to you as a takeaway from these red letters. So
1: I know for me, last, last Sunday, we went to Panera Bread for maybe two or three hours, and I sat there very quietly for a solid half of the time. And at the end, I just like, I sat there for maybe 30 minutes, and I just compiled this one statement. So this is my main takeaway. While eyes can deceive, minds can perceive, and ears hear, the hearts that look under the surface and dig deeper will be able to see things through the eyes of the judge and work from the feelings rather than the assumptions and stereotypes that the world shows and instead live out the true words that God has given.
0: Thank you, Hannah. Um,
2: yeah, going back to the short passage from the beginning from Matthew 7, um, really just showed me... Um, And came to light, you know, that I've been only focusing on the people's mistakes, um, you know, and not accepting that they make mistakes, but, you know, I'm I'm shifting that mindset and, you know, saying, yeah, these people are making mistakes, and I'm going to forgive them, but also I make mistakes, so I would want them to forgive me, treat others the way you want to be treated, and so, um, you know, I'm going to forgive them for their mistakes. Um, Oftentimes, we only focus and look at what others are doing. Instead of focusing and, you know, spending time by ourselves and with God, um, to, you know, fix what we've been struggling with, whether that be your relationship with God or with someone else, um, and, you know, that's the challenge I give to you, to really focus on that, um, because we all have things that we could fix, I think we could all agree with that, that we have things that we could fix in our life, um, and that's okay, because, you know, we're working on that, and we're working with God through that, um, You know, to start working on yourself um, and just treating others with respect and giving them that, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, So the next time um, you see someone and you're quick to judge, I challenge you to pray for them and to get to know them because just because someone is different from us doesn't mean that they are worthless because God still loves them so much and he loves each and every one of us, um, you know. And I hope you never forget that, because God's love is amazing, and yeah. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I am so grateful to be here. Lord, I pray that we can use your words in our life each and every day. Lord, I pray that we can um, be slow to speak and quick to listen, Lord, and just help us to love one another, even though it's so hard and it's so easy to pick out, you know, the differences and their flaws. Lord, I just pray that we can, you know, apply this to our lives each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray.